Coming to you live from the St. Louis offices of Master Closet Studios, it's the only podcast on the internet recording without its title, host, and co-hosts. It's the Noobs and the Whovian, and today it's just Jared, bringing you some classic Who information about the Sixth Doctor. All right, let's start off. The Sixth Doctor, he was a short-lived doctor. He only had two seasons to work with. Uh, his He started at the end of the season 21, which was in 1984. And as you might remember when talked about from the Fifth Doctor's regeneration, we had the Fifth Doctor regenerate, and then we had one more serial, uh, and that introduced the Sixth Doctor there in season 21. It was the Twin Dilemma. You come from what is considered one of the best, if not the best, Doctor Who stories of all time to one of the worst. I have seen it. It's pretty bad. Uh, But the twin dilemma there in 1984. So he had two seasons plus one serial. Uh, So his final appearance came in the trial of the Time Lord, the serial called The Ultimate Foe at the end of season 23 first season was typical except for the fact that they went to 45 minute episodes and so serials only had like two or three uh, episodes to them Uh, but then season 23 was interesting because it was one long story as I already said it's called the trial of the time lord uh, where he's put on trial for surprise surprise meddling with time uh, by the time lord high council so just let's, before we get into uh, some other um, deep dive stuff into those two seasons, let's just look at a little bit of information about uh, the Sixth Doctor. Uh, just to start off, if you don't already know, he's not really the most loved Doctor. In fact, he's most people's least favorite Doctor. He's one of my least favorites. We'll talk about that a little more at the end, but uh, he, because I, I think he's, better than most people feel. If you're if you're a casual classic who fan, I don't I don't blame you for saying, geez, he was the worst. He's just don't no need to really bother with him that much. But I think there's more to it there and we can talk about that later. So uh if you want to say as a catchphrase, uh it would either be aha or maybe saying something three times in a row uh and progressively getting louder and more forceful like malfunctioning, 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 or carrot juice, carrot juice, carrot juice, which is uh, the the carrot juice one is a result of Mel, his later uh, companion that came along, who was really into, she was a bit of a health nut for the time, and in the 1980s, apparently that meant drinking a lot of carrot juice, and the doctor didn't care for that, so carrot juice, not Mel. All right, so most of his time, speaking of companions, most of his time was spent with Perry Brown. Uh, we've already met her, if, you're, if you've watched along with Noobs and the Whovian. She's a botany student from California. Uh, and so towards the end, of co- that uh, Perry Brown gave way to Mel, a computer programmer. And we'll talk about Mel a little more since we already really know Perry a little more uh, a little bit later. So how can we describe the Sixth Doctor? If you want to do it in three words, you just go with, he's a jerk. But if you want to get a little more into it, 
Let's start with the uh, first doctor and take all the arrogance of the first doctor. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to put in the harsher side of the fifth doctor. So we're going to take the fifth doctor's, uh, uh, his joking around, his harsh joking around uh, with his companions. But we're going to multiply that by 100 and remove all the love and compassion then we're going to add in the indifference of the fourth doctor and going to throw it all, squeeze all that into a clown suit, and then you kind of have the sixth doctor with that. All right, that's that's maybe an exaggeration. Again, that's maybe like a first take at the doc, at, at the sixth doctor, but uh, he, he did have some good sides to him. He was very brilliant. Uh, yeah, all the doctors are brilliant. They've had hundreds of years to gain information and and learn stuff and make connections and things uh but he is he takes brilliance to another level than some of the other doctors uh he's a little more prone to aggressive actions and not so worried about saving every little creature or giving them a chance to live and change so in that respect he's He's a little more uh, take action, take charge kind of doctor. Uh, so if you're, if you get upset by the trope where the doctor is, is could could save the day and finish off the threat forever, and then he doesn't because he says uh, I've I've got to give them a chance. Uh, you don't see that with the sixth doctor. So yeah, that's for some that might be a good thing. Uh, so let's go back to his companions. Again, we know about Perry. So let's look at Melanie Bush or Mel. Mel was a computer programmer. You can imagine how that was portrayed in the 80s there. And uh, she's kind of, you could, might uh, compare her a little bit to River Song. Not, not, not so much in, uh, of course, she's not related to the Doctor. And not so much in uh, her uh, mannerisms or anything. But... She met, Mel, met the doctor before she met, bef Mel met the doctor before he met her, and vice versa. Uh, let's just say that their timelines are rather wibbly-wobbly. So, we, in order to talk about this, we have to talk about the second season for The Sixth Doctor for Colin Baker, uh, season 23, Trial of the Time Lord, and... See, he's on trial uh, for by the by the Time Lord High Council, and the trial is made up of stories pulled from the Matrix, which is sort of a records archive. And these stories are both from going from where they are in current time, having this trial. These stories are both pulled from the past and from the future. So the Doctor is being prosecuted by the Valyard who is actually a personification of the Doctor's own inner evil that manifests itself sometime between his 12th and final regeneration. So we're kind of getting up on that, so we may see that here in the future, or maybe not. Uh, not sure, you know, I'm just going to leave that open there uh, so I don't spoil anything. So while the Doctor 
uh, does put up a compelling defense in this trial. It sort of breaks down at the end with uh, the discovery of the Valyard's identity and the intervening of the Master, of course, in the middle of the trial, and also the unearthing of evidence that the Gallifrey High Council was actually working with the Valyard to falsify evidence in order to steal the Doctor's remaining regenerations. So the trial was kind of a farce, and so it ends up uh, just falling apart in the end, and the doctor is able to go on his merry way. Uh, Interestingly enough, uh, before this time, the doctor was made president of Gallifrey, uh, but because he never spends any time on Gallifrey, apparently that position was revoked. So, uh, So, okay, let's go back now to Mel and his introduction. So you see... Mel is brought in by the Doctor from the Matrix, through the Matrix, uh, summoned to testify on the Doctor's behalf about a a serial or story of events that hasn't happened yet. So the Doctor pulls Mel from uh, the future to testify for him on his behalf. Uh, So he has not yet met her, officially, younger Mel, uh, and she hasn't met him uh, because she is uh, on she really is more of a companion with the seventh doctor so she hasn't really met him yet uh, and so they haven't they're meeting here for the first time not really having met each other but having met each other uh, if you can follow that so when so the end of the events of the trial of the time lord the doctor is able to take Mel uh, back to the future uh, in, in order to put her back in her time stream, uh, but he uh, presumably then goes and meets younger Mel and starts traveling with there with her. But that never happens on screen because Colin Baker was fired, and the subsequent stories that were supposed to happen, uh, Jonathan Nathan Turner uh, was going to make this, uh, film those stories. Uh, Well, that never came to fruition because he was fired, and they just never filmed that. So this makes Mel the first companion to meet the Doctor before he met her and the other way around. Wibbly-wobbly, like I said. So, at the end of season 23... There was an 18-month hiatus for the show as they changed production of seasons. I forget exactly if it was, it was like, had been airing in the spring and then they wanted to start it in the fall, so they, but they weren't ready to start that fall, so they went through that fall, you know, and waited for the next one to come through. So, year and a half of no Doctor Who, and during that time, Colin Baker was fired. Uh... There's, I mean, there's speculation. I, I don't know. There are some people that feel they know. I, I'm just, I'm not going to get into it. Let's just say he was fired. So the regeneration from the sixth to seventh doctor was built into the start of season 24. And then you've got the seventh doctor. They actually, in fact, filmed the seventh doctor in the sixth doctor's outfit with a wig on, a blonde curly wig on. And then as uh, the enemy rolls him over, you see him regenerating. So you don't see Colin Baker's face at all, and you see him starting to regenerate into the Seventh Doctor. This is right at the start. First episode of season 24. The TARDIS is flying through the air, and it gets gets shot down by the Rainy, and uh, you know th- those are the baddies in that episode. Uh, uh, the serial is called Time and the Rainy. And so you've got 
the doctor is mortally wounded, but Mel, who's also on the TARDIS, is just knocked unconscious. Apparently, there's something to do there with uh, uh, radiation that is lethal to a Time Lord, but not to a human. Just knocks a human out, but can kill a Time Lord. You know, this is never really explained all that well because, of course, they don't have a whole lot to work with and they just wanted to move on at that point. So that's as much as we really have. Uh, So that was it then for Colin Baker, uh, the the actor who wanted to at one point uh, be the doctor longer than anyone else, which would have taken, I think, eight seasons uh, to outdo uh, the fourth doctor there. So... Um, so, okay, so we've got, uh, only two seasons for him, and he gets a bad rap. Well, let's talk about that for a moment. When I first, uh, watched The Ninth Doctor, first started watching New Who, I didn't care for The Ninth Doctor. The seasons, the, the episodes had already been out, and they had already been, uh, I, I could just binge watch them. So I watched them pretty quickly and I didn't like it. It, it wasn't a whole lot of classic who I, I liked the updates to the show and everything and better, uh, special effects and all, but I didn't care for, uh, what they were doing with the ninth doctor watching it again, as you've probably heard on this, on this show, watching it again while listening to noobs and the Whovian and getting deeper into it. I really like the Ninth Doctor now. I really want to see more seasons from the Ninth Doctor. Obviously, we won't see that, but I would love to see more of the Ninth Doctor. So, looking back on the Sixth Doctor, I did not care for him the first time I saw him. He had already, by the time I was watching, he had already come and gone, uh, classic Who, but uh, he was too angry, he was too mean, he was too he was too much of a jerk, he was too full of himself, you know, it just, it wasn't, I love the Fifth Doctor, as you know, it just, it was not the Fifth Doctor, it was, it was almost the opposite uh, of the Fifth Doctor. But looking back, putting him in the perspective of the show uh, on a whole, uh, I like him a lot more, and looking at what they tried to do with the show at that time, to have the whole of one season be one long story that was connected, that was really cool. And that was new. That was that was uh, cutting edge it, just for TV in general. You know, really, it was uh, it was interesting. And to see the way that they played with time and, and some of the things that they did with him, I if you look down, if you look past the persona that Colin Baker pulled together for the Sixth Doctor, uh, if you look past that, and if you take him in the show as a whole, uh, that was really uh, they they did a lot with that. They took a lot of uh, um, risks and things, and you know, really one of the main things that I've found that, you know, main uh, reasons that was, are given over and over again that he was fired was because that the show was struggling for uh, for an audience and they wanted to refresh. It was 18 months away and, you know, 18 months in between and they wanted to refresh the show. And so here you have, they decided, let's just get a new doctor. Well, as you probably know, the seventh doctor, that was it. Uh, they 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 did a few seasons of the Seventh Doctor and then they stopped Classic Who. Well, you know maybe it wasn't 
Colin Baker's fault. Maybe it wasn't the sixth doctor. So maybe it was more just the, the time and, and they'd run out of uh, steam and, and uh, new episodes and everything. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, the Simpsons isn't really that funny anymore. Uh, people still watch it, obviously, so they they're still paying for new episodes. But I haven't watched for it for se- many seasons because it just it shows just lose lose steam. So maybe it wasn't Colin Baker's fault. Maybe it was. Let's you you watch him, you decide. But at least you're prepared when we watch the two doctors. At least you'll know uh, what's going on here, and at least you'll have have some preparation. Uh, I don't know that I need to give you too much uh, for the two doctors' we, uh, information. We get to see the second doctor come back. Uh, it's an older second doctor. Um, this creates the, the the fact that they did this uh, creates some theories about different timelines and things because uh, it doesn't quite fit into uh, the the canon of classic who on its own so um but we won't get into that this is running long enough as it is and uh but i will say if you feel at the end of this watching the serial uh, if you feel like like you have uh, a full grasp on the plot and it all makes sense and you understand it you'll be in the vast minority. Uh, the plot of this one is very wibbly-wobbly, and I don't even know if the writers really understood exactly what they were doing and trying to say. So I'm going to leave you with that. Uh, just have fun with this one. It's always fun to see multiple doctors in a, in a, in a story, and this is the first time we're doing it. Uh, we haven't gotten there yet in, in New Who, and we haven't watched any of them in Classic Who. So uh, it'll be fun to see these two uh, play together and enjoy it and uh, look forward to hearing the noobs and the Whovians take on the sixth doctor uh, for once I might totally agree with them uh, when we uh, when we get to that so enjoy watching uh, the serial the two doctors and getting a taste of the sixth doctor and when we're done with that I look forward as always to bringing you more classic who connections next time